previously on The Cast Files. Hey, do you know Popeye? I don't remember what he said. <laughs> she was sure he was dead. Jet, what? <laughs> you were a doctor. <laughs> Everything he's about to touch is covered in Duchovny saliva. <laughs> Scully reminds him that he's never really tried to do his assignments, so... <laughs> There's also always a short looking dude who looks a lot like early Chris Cornell, just pacing the outside of the mosh pit. <laughs> no. And I know that they explained it, but I did not understand it. Tony Todd! Tony Todd! <laughs> it turns out that all of this hullabaloo is going on for no good reason. There is no fire at 606, but the dude is dead anyway. Well I know that I know him from somewhere, and I'm excited for you to tell me because I cannot put it together. His voice is incredibly familiar. I am not going to tell you. Crycheck said, ah, damn, Mulder, your bone structure is giving my bone structure. <laughs> they do a super duper high tech photo stuff to get a clear shot that it's Scully gagged and alive in the trunk. They're like, oh my God, zoom in. There's a woman in that trunk. <laughs> zoom in on the face. Oh my God, it's the woman that we know he kidnapped. <laughs> he thinks Scully's been taken to Skyland Mountain. I'll hold him off until they locate her. I did a voice. Where do you think he sent them? Uh, over the hill into the fires. Oh, God. Due to the big lactating breasts of Jillian Anderson, <laughs> who had just given birth barely a week before. I mean, we're eight episodes into season two, and my prediction of he had faked his own death was... I feel like he had showed back up if that was... <laughs> uh, and then he became that guy! <laughs> this is everybody's origin story. Yeah. <laughs> this is... This is how O'Neill ends up in Saw. <laughs> You've seen them? I've seen them. Are you a seismic doctor? Growing up in farmland in Indiana, I get the sentiment. I've seen where you grew up. Farmland. No. It's which unnecessary, is, but true. Which is just like, Mulder. You're asking for help. Be nice. Stop, stop being a dick. <laughs> did you eat oh, that no, meat? Oh no, he did! <laughs> uh, how are you surviving? Guess I'm staying out of fucking Massachusetts. It's just good advice for everybody. <laughs> How can she work in a predominantly male environment and still go by the name BJ? <laughs> she also is known for eating bananas around the office. Slowly. Very slowly. From the center, though. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to make a short movie about balls? About somebody getting their balls stepped on because they're a dickhead. There are short movies about people getting their balls stepped on. Do not in the same... <laughs> and I even Googled thriller about, about a killer who keeps a girl in a closet and she's rescued and he comes back for her as a veterinarian. And I cannot find the name. So <laughs> if you know what book that was... I promise. How many experiments have you run? Several. Why? Double blind. <laughs> so you actually don't know if it worked or not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what double blind means. <laughs> Doesn't seem something I'm going to be interested in. Doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> Soon after Mulder leaves, we see Nagini arrive in all her 1995 glory. Nagini? You don't know who Nagini is? Continue, please. <laughs> you don't know who Nagini no. is? No. From Harry Potter, the snake in Harry Potter. Why would I know that? <laughs> they collected him from the car, of course, as you would. And somebody mentioned that his head was hanging on like a peen. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was unnecessary language. You steal into the morgue to kidnap a dead body whose peen is hanging off. Like... <laughs> I don't know if he's been drowned or if he slit his wrists or... Unclear. It's not. 
<laughs> He's it's not unclear. <laughs> Which part's not unclear? How he died? Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep going. <laughs> oh, are all of those pieces connected? <laughs> what appears to be a regular doctor. <laughs> I don't know why the synopsis or the summary that I pulled called him a regular doctor because as opposed to what? A weird looking doctor. <laughs> also interesting that the investigation is terminated when an agent is killed during the investigation. <laughs> we, do, we don't want to look into this any further. <laughs> He's dead and that's scary and we want to not know anything else. I love a man standing in an abortion clinic yelling, I have a choice! <laughs> so somebody's just making those sounds. Somebody's just... <laughs> when is... White men's <laughs> No. Their little hearts and then their little crucifixes with sexy Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can respect and fear a thing. You respect it because it is scary and bigger than you. <laughs> and can kill you without without any emotion. Like dromedaries. <laughs> we yeah. we also Good praised job. it. We're amateur critics, I guess. I suppose so. We're very critical sometimes. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> And very amateurish. They do know that they meet the sheriff of the town. Which is not a real thing. No. There, there is no local government in Gibson. <laughs> but you're pretending like you're going to run, but you know you're not going to run. You not in your office shoes. Move your torso <laughs> yes. a little faster, but not your feet. <laughs> but not your feet. Charneau wrote the script, and she used her experience as a doctor of Eastern medicine. Oh, okay. That... All right. I don't know enough about her to know if that's problematic or I not. I don't either. Also, where? In the East. No, no, no. The balloon. That he stole from Charlie. <laughs> Taking a hard stance against this toddler. I, I am. I hope he dies. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then he says one of the greatest lines ever. Did Teddy have any enemies? <laughs> two-year-old stay in the world for two whole years did your did your toddler have any enemies mommy uh, the doctor said i could go home now <laughs> let's get your coat look at me does it look like a coat's <laughs> gonna fit me come on woman use your head <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you <laughs> i don't think he ever expected her to show up oh do you think he just swung by for a little yep little eat or eat or a little, <laughs> a little, oh, uh, <laughs> little, <laughs> oh, God. We never see the women actually infected, so I think their dicks fall off and fly around the room. <laughs> God damn it. Does that mean no kissing? You have to kiss, but with one of those dental dances. Oh, God. <laughs> Bombarding an alpha particle target with beta particles. In essence, negative and positive particles. That's me every time I go in public. Oh my god. Hey! <laughs> hey, hi! Good morning! Good <laughs> Hi! Hi! Good morning! The countdown has begun. It cannot be stopped. Mm -hmm. Why the fuck can you open the door? That's a good question. What happens? Would the particles just fly around the room? I don't understand how any of this stuff works. <laughs> Go to sleep, dude. That's what she says to me every night. 
There's no good night. Patting my head, <laughs> smoothing my hair very comfortingly, and says, go to sleep, dude. <laughs> I thought it was a good move to put the light directly in her face, though. That was rude. It was. It's a good move. You don't want somebody to know who you are. Though. It's true. I liked it. I'm going to start doing it all the time. <laughs> to who? Betas. <laughs> like, all the firstborn sons of Egypt die, and you're like, oh, what about the fish? Yeah. <laughs> rude. I didn't know any of them. What the fuck are you talking about, Mulder? I'm talking about vampires and Catholics. Quicksand is... When you're in the jungle. The bane of our existence and definitely a part of our everyday lives like they told us it was going to be. And piranhas. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Piranhas worth... Piranhas and quicksand. Why? Xenophobia? No, because they're trying to keep us safe. From... Piranhas and quicksand. <laughs> in the Kristen Riley organization. <laughs> you must be an organization of one. No, I'm an organization of four, but everybody's below me. So it's me, these three people, and what they need to do is recruit three other people each. <laughs> Isn't that the definition of a martyr? I have no idea. All right, well, I'm right. I thought it was when you die and people care about you. No, that's just death. Uh, Hot. Alex Krychek. Hot Krychek. So when I saw him, I got excited. Right? Because he was really hot. That's not really why I got excited, but, you know, whatever. Lie to yourself. <laughs> Which, my God, it's got to be so hot in there because they're in New Mexico. Oh, and it's this... a refrigerator car. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> I guess I'm shipping Crycheck in a slow-moving toy train. Greetings, listeners, domestic, international, and extraterrestrial, and extraterrestrial human hybrid. I'm Dave Reed. I am an extraterrestrial human hybrid. Doubtful. And this is The Cast Files. Undoubtful. <laughs> I am a nerd who has somehow never seen The X-Files. And I watched it when it originally aired. The Cast Files is a podcast where we watch and discuss every episode of The X-Files, spoiler free. Today we are talking about Season 2, Episode All. Season 2, Episode All was written by a whole lot of people mm -hmm. and directed by a whole lot of people. That's right. It originally aired on a whole bunch of dates. 25 of them. In 25 fact. separate ones. Yep. It's a lot. It was a long season. Yeah, usually... These types of shows do 22-episode seasons, and we've had a 24 and a 25 so far. Maybe season 3 will be 26. I hope not. Or 12. 12 would be nice. Or 35. No, thank you. So what we are going to do today is talk about our 10 favorite, and we are going to start with our honorable mentions in order that they aired. Great. So first off, right up top, Little Green Men. I was excited when we first watched it. I was like, this is a good episode. If this is not the best episode of the season, we're going to have a good season. Yes, here is the IMDb just to refresh everybody's memory. With the X-Files shut down, Mulder travels to Puerto Rico on a tip from his mentor in the Senate to uncover the reason behind the sudden reactivation of a remote, long-abandoned, SETI-like communications station. His... Mentor in the Senate being Raymond J. Barry, the first of a long string of really good guest stars. And 
The man who knows how to mix patterns like a boss. <laughs> yes. Like a boss, like it's 2006. I loved it. No, I'm making fun of the phrase, like a boss. Oh, 2006. <laughs> yeah, that's still. See? You're over here being chuggy. So, my first point in this episode is that the Puerto Rican scenes were filmed at the Seymour Demonstration Forest in North Vancouver District, not in Puerto Rico. Well, I kind of figured they weren't in Puerto Rico. According to producer J.P. Finn, it was a struggle. It was a struggle! (laughs) It was a struggle! For the show to make the greater Vancouver area resemble a tropical island such as Puerto Rico is, and that, quote, if you look closely, you'll see pine trees in the background. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. What did you like about this? Look at my skinny legs. <laughs> I got these skinny legs, Mulder. Oh. Jillian Anderson revealed on Late Night with Conan O'Brien that when she and Duchovny were filming the final scene, which was them escaping the Blue Berets, the actors portraying the soldiers had to pretend to shoot their guns, and so they made their own sound effects. Oh, no. Pew, pew. And that had the whole cast just laughing hysterically. Oh, yeah. I wonder if you're watching it, can you see them mouthing, like, bang? I don't know. Bang, bang, bang. That'd be great. I don't know. This is also the episode where I deep dove into rigor mortis. So if you have any questions about anything about rigor mortis, I cover it in uh, Little Green Men. That's good. We didn't do a lot of science corners this season. No, it kind of fell off because everything got unscientific. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, my uh, my search history in Google is very questionable after this. That's why you need to use DuckDuckGo. No. Uh, my final note for this episode is that the actual final shot and scene and sentence is Mulder says, quote, I may not have No, you do it. I may not have the X-Files, but I still have my work. I still have you, and I still have myself. You feel better? No. Why not? Why is that supposed to make me feel better? Well, it is so much more than what he had before. Oh, is it? Because he just had the X-Files. Yes. And then he had no X-Files, which meant he had nothing. Oh, because he had, had he, like, lost his faith? Yes. Before this? Okay. He lost his faith. And then he got it back when he saw Skeety That's right. And my final sentence of my notes for this episode. Uh-huh. Do you have anything else to say about this episode? Uh, not right now. Okay. So my final note of Little Green Men is, now he turns back to the surveillance and Scully leaves him to find out where to get the best lap dances. The end. Can you believe that was this season? Seems like so long ago. So long ago. It was like 25 weeks ago. It's like half a year ago. Oh my ago. god, it was. Okay, so the next episode we're talking about is Dwayne Berry. Good episode. Yes, what do you have on Dwayne Berry? The one issue I had with it was I remember during the hostage situation there was a bright white light mm-hmm. that everybody saw that was supposed to be like a UFO or whatever, and they never explained what that was. That's right. That's right. That was weird. The IMDb, just for a refresher for everybody, is a former FBI agent who claims he was abducted by aliens, takes several people hostage, and Mulder agrees to be the negotiator. And this is why he keeps his cool, because he's not 
an expert negotiator. Yes. When, if, he, when he's an expert in something, he yells at everybody. If you are curious about what a uh, negotiator should actually do, go back and listen to that episode because I do a deep dive into that. <laughs> You're right. They never explain it. It never comes back. So my favorite cast note was in Dwayne Barry. Yes, I remember this. Steve rails back as Dwayne Barry, and this is what I found for him. Noted for his dangerous, chameleon-like portrayals while possessing the scariest-looking pair of eyes in the business, leathery-looking Steve Reelsback has mesmerized us over the years with a number of weird, often warped roles, both on film and television. While never achieving the degree of stardom deserved, he... <laughs> Like the equally infamous and unpredictable Dennis Hopper. He is equally as infamous as Dennis Hopper. Sure. Always commands interest whether the material is good or inferior. Was it his agent who wrote that? Was it him who wrote I that? Don't know. Was it his mom? It wasn't his mom. Unbelievable. That's amazing. I love it. I love it a lot. I've never seen Steve Rails back in anything that I can remember. No. Another highlight of Dwayne Barry, CCH Pounder. Great and everything. Yes. My favorite scene with her is when she calls Crycheck over to yes. give him something to do, and she orders coffee. A, a cappuccino. It was great. Another highlight of this is DeCovney's Red Speedo. Is it? It is. It was a whole highlight. It was a whole highlight. It's never come back. I thought you said it was going to, though. Uh, like, didn't the guy who wrote this, wasn't he the brother of somebody? Yes, it is going to come back, but you said no spoilers, so I said that it hasn't yet. You <laughs> you said that in this episode, that the Speedo was going to come back, and then it never did. And everybody was disappointed. The other highlight for me for Dwayne Barry was the $11.14 grocery bill. She got like nine, 19 things. Yeah. All right, then we are going on to Die Hand, Die Verletzt. Die Hand, Die Verletzt. I'm reading it. It literally says die. Nope. It's Deutsch. No. Doesn't it say die, Bart, die? No, that's German for the Bart, the. No one who speaks German could be an evil man. Okay, this one is not IMDb. This is the X-Files fandom, so for anybody who can't remember or needs a quick refresher, after a teenager is ritualistically murdered in a small town, Mulder and Scully are caught up in a secret occult practice with the local PTA and a substitute teacher with odd powers. Fun episode. I like the whole premise of most of the town being satan worshipers yeah that's fun i like it that's pretty good and i like that they're lapsed satan worshipers as well oh my gosh that was amazing yeah they're like oh maybe we have to do more than just kind of show up oops <laughs> too late whoops this is also the first x-files episode directed by kim manners who went on to be the series most prolific director also is a man please google it and just in case you're thinking about going back to listen to this or rewatch it either way there are trigger warnings within the episode all of them associated with what you would anticipate out of the satanic panic so then i looked up something brand new 
I found an article called Why Satanic Panic Never Really Ended. Mm. The collective fears that consumed the U.S. in the 1980s and 90s are still alive and well, all the way through QAnon and beyond. Oh, yeah, we're well beyond QAnon now. That's just mainstream conservatism these days. Well, yes, but this um, this is a Vox article because the reason I even found this is because I was Googling, when the hell did the Satanic Panic end? Oh, Never. <laughs> so here's a couple of quotes because I tried to pull some extra things for for this episode. Quote, at their core, satanic ritual abuse claims relied on overzealous law enforcement, unsubstantiated statements from children, and above all, coercive and suggestive interrogation by therapists and prosecutors and law enforcement. Some of the defendants are still serving life sentences for crimes they probably didn't commit and which likely didn't happen in the first place. Yeah, I know there's at least one person who is still in prison for something that they clearly never did. I also pulled this other paragraph from the the Vox article because it references someone I love to reference as much as possible. Yes. But even if the police are less likely to rush to judgment these days over rumors, they're not. Of course not. Of satanic worship and occult influences, Many members of the public have no such qualms. Witness the recent controversy around Lil Nas X (laughs) and his latest music video, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, in which he cavorts erotically with various iterations of Satan and the way he was able to scandalize countless Christians (laughs) by releasing limited edition blood-infused Nikes dubbed satan shoes yeah i don't really like his music very much but i love him because he is scaring the normals and that is exactly what he should be doing he's not a rock and roll artist but he is a fucking rock star oh yeah he's super punk he's just like he's fucking with the normies yeah and that's that is what rock and roll is about so he is a rock star even if he does not perform rock and roll music Yeah, but I love his music also. It's super fun to work out to. I'm sure that is true. We'll work out to some of his music tomorrow. I can't wait. I know. It's going to be great. Cool. We're going to learn how to pole dance. Yay. (laughs) On sycamore trees? What? (laughs) Sycamore trees? I don't know what kind of trees we have. They're all... Palm trees. Oh, no. That would be so hard. Oh. We're literally in Florida. There's tons of palms. I get that, but you don't want to... They're too... And our last honorable mention, Kalashari. Hulu says, the agents investigate when a young boy's family is plagued by several tragic accidents. I think this one made honorable mention just because of how funny it was. You said you had to have this one on the list because you laughed. You laugh still. (laughs) This episode of the podcast is my favorite episode we've done. Yeah, it's pretty great. Part of it was The Red Train. Yes, the red train, I heart red train. Yeah, who was it that we were talking about the other day and you were like, you should get hit by a train? Crycheck. Oh, (laughs) that's right. I was like, where were we? No, we were in our living room. That's why I couldn't think of where else we were. During the production of the episode, the producers agonized over both the teaser, given that it revolves around a child being killed by a tram or a red train, and the episode's overall bleakness. And yet... We had the most fun with this episode. Yeah, it was wonderful. 
highlights include the twin as fetus. An- another spinoff that we are trying to pitch to Chris Carter, but he will not return my calls. Oh, do you have his phone number? No, I just yell out the window. Oh. I just call him. Chris! <laughs> okay. He's, maybe he's on WhatsApp. Yeah. I'll find out. I know how to use that. I don't. I'm learning. Okay. It's fun being old, guys. Uh, my other favorite of this episode was the one-star review from Iowa Spam. Yeah. About what the Kalashari actually are versus how poorly they're depicted in this episode. <laughs> and I want to just give a shout out to actual dancing horse riders. Yeah. Shout out to them. Yeah. All right. What is your top I don't, three? I don't, yeah, I don't have an order. All right. Well, then we'll just go in order of how they came out. So your first top three in this list is Colony. Yes. The alien bounty hunter, Brian Thompson. Yep fantastic brian thompson's always fun whenever he shows up uh this was one of the first ones where the story was also by david Duchovny. oh yeah oh it's where samantha Mulder shows back up but i correctly predicted that it wasn't the real samantha Mulder. yes i also predicted that brian thompson was gonna end up being a good guy yes you did <laughs> i was wrong about that i think well you know what i'm not willing to call myself wrong just yet eugenics that's right that's what he was, he was a, <laughs> He was a eugenicist. That's... But he didn't kill Mulder. He didn't kill Mulder or Scully. The only people he kills are the alien clone people. Yes, but he did beat the fuck out of Scully. I wouldn't say he beat the fuck out of her. He they had her to add a grunt in so that the fans would know that she wasn't dead. <laughs> he knocked her around too much. He didn't need to do that. How tall is he? 7'3"? Yeah, but he's also an alien. He doesn't have human gender. Is he? He doesn't recognize her as woman and frail. I'm just making... Jesus Christ! (laughs) Just making excuses for beating up women now. Also, woman equals frail. Oh, no, she's tiny. Yeah, he should be able to just look at her and say, she is smaller than me. I am big man. Big... Uh, Me, big man. Yes. (laughs) Wow. 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 Of all weeks this week. I'm canceled. All, all men are canceled this week. <laughs> I don't have any notes on this because uh, this is not one of my top ones that I selected. But yeah. you decided last minute that it was your one of yours. Because I listened to a bit of our episode on it and jogged my memory. Yeah, so tell everybody why. I just did. Oh, okay. All right. So then I guess we're on to one of mine. And I'm going in order of episodes that aired. I selected Sleepless. This is when Mulder is on the manhunt for a Vietnam veteran who can project his consciousness into other people's minds to kill them. Mulder and Agent Krychek try to uncover the conspiracy behind the killer's powers. And I liked this because Tony Todd. Tony Todd. Another great guest star. Yes. This season had so many great guest stars. And in the um, opening clips, it's my favorite obit that I've ever written. Oh, uh, jog my memory. It's when I say every there's like all of this ruckus going on, and there's not even a fire. No. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here's a bit of trivia. In case you, for the X Files fans, you probably already know this, and then for the people who are. Um, Watching along with us. Yes, or brand new, or 
jumped in the middle of season two for our podcast and have never seen the X-Files. <laughs> well, here's here's a bit of trivia. The first appearance of Alex Krychek, played by Nicholas Lee, is when he was in the X-Files genderbender. He was Michael, the guy on the phone at the nightclub. Who was, uh, what did he say? What was his exact words? They were like, I'm on a conversation. Yeah, it was something like <laughs> that. Something yeah, because like it would have made sense to be I'm on a call or I'm having a conversation, but it was like I'm on a conversation, something like something yeah. like that. So he didn't get eaten. No, he, but he was in the hospital, and he said, "Oh, it used to be so easy." Yeah, but he was gross then too. I love him. Mm-hmm. This is also where we meet Mr. X. He hands Mulder a folder, and I said, oh shit, sleep eradication studies. Can we stop having wars so we can stop doing stupid studies like this, please? Tony Todd hasn't slept in 24 years. I would love to have my sleep removed, like <laughs> Lorne in Angel, season ah. five. This is also where we talked about Operation Ivy, which I, right before that, found out that my grandfather was oh, part of. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> that was wild. Which is wild. Please go revisit Sleepless and find out about that. So your next is... Humbug. Great fun. More great guest stars. Vincent Schiavelli yep. is fantastic and everything. Michael Anderson is great. It takes place in mother-flippin' Gibsonton, Florida that I'm intimately familiar with. Intimately? Intimate. I know the ins and outs of Gibsonton, Florida. All the nooks and crannies. Oh, yikes. All the alcoves and crevices. All the inlets and the outlets. <laughs> oh, my. Yes. So IMDb for Humbug, just as a refresher. The agents search for a killer in a Florida town inhabited by sideshow performers. And in case you forgot either this episode or um, our episode of it, Gibsonton is... Just a quick drive from where we are currently recording, and we've been there several times. And I want to plug, once again, the International Independent Showmen's Association and Museum. And I would like to point out, it's not just inhabited by sideshow performers. It was founded by sideshow performers. And there are remnants and i don't know who's still active but if lots you... of they are still active in gibsonton uh, all the people who fix the rides because there's tons of rides in yes. the front yards yep elephants down there giraffes down there yep it's very cool the international independent showman's association and museum is a small locally owned museum by the people who performed and so it's fascinating there's it's a big old warehouse full of history just great absolutely worth going to you may or may not have heard of the the ringling museum in sarasota which is a short drive away from gibsonton which is also really nice to look at but those people were fucking rich and this is the people who did the the work. work these were the workers this is worth going to so absolutely stop in if you're ever in this area humbug was the first explicitly comedic episode in the series and morgan would go on to contribute five more scripts that furthered his comedic take on the show which was a fun thing for us to find out because we think most of these episodes are pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) no i thought that 
this wasn't explicitly comedic. Okay, yeah, that's true. Do you have a favorite scene from Humbug? Oh, man, uh, I, I think I like when Michael Anderson rips Mulder a new asshole. That's phenomenal. I have a degree in hotel management. That was pretty great. My favorite scene, as I said in the episode, is the scene when Scully goes into the little museum. Yes. And the curator is showing her around and he says, we have this special place for very special people to see and not everybody can handle it. But if you can handle it, I need to know two things. One, will you keep this a secret? And two... Will you hand me five more dollars? <laughs> and it is fantastic. And I believe in that one I shipped uh, all of the $5 bills and that guy. Yes. And I stand by that. It's a good ship. All right. So my next in the lineup is Fresh Bones. Fresh Bones. My two favorite things are Chester. Chester was great. And Chester as the cat. Chester as the cat was also great. Yep. This was where I did a science corner about Tetra Doc. <laughs> Tetrodotoxin? Tetrodotoxin. And I did that same thing in that episode. Tetrodotoxin? Sure. It's an extremely potent poison found mainly in the liver and sex organs. <laughs> eyebrows, eyebrows, eyebrows. Of some fish, such as pufferfish, globefish, and toadfish. And in some amphibian, octopus, and shellfish species. So, everybody should be vegetarian. No thanks. This is also where <laughs> there was a scene that... A ten of cards was slid under Mulder's door. Right. Ten of diamonds or ten of clubs. Something like that. And <laughs> or ten of spades or my, ten of hearts. My favorite note was, if you found a ten of cards, any suit, what would you think it would mean? And I was like, meet at 10 o'clock? A.M. or P.M.? Room 10? Exit 10? What does a 10 mean? <laughs> if it's a red card, it's A.M. If it's a black card, it's P.M. Because of the sun? Yeah. Okay. Because black, you know, night. All right. And, uh, you know, like, the diamond or heart would be, you know, the route I-10. Or, like, the diamond would be I-10 and the heart would be room 10. They could work it all out. I'm sure they had time. I don't know. They don't seem that close. Diamond of 10? I'd be like, okay, so I need to go to the uh, Golden Diamond Center at 10 (laughs) o'clock. And then heart at 10, I'd be like, all right, going to a strip club at... 10 a.m. seems weird, but all right. This is Tampa. <laughs> Strip club is where you uh, go with heart? Yep. Oh, I see. <laughs> where do you go? Uh, like like a blood donation center. Oh. Well, we are different people. Yeah, apparently. I mean, apparently you're a pervert. We're definitely different people for right now, and I might not be qualified to be a person here shortly. Oh. <laughs> and then Beauvais appears at the end. Beauvais appears and stops Wharton by blowing zombie powder in his face. But first he says, you say it again. Saki fema, saki lewe. And that means he who does evil, evil he will see. I liked that. It's I really true. liked it. It's very true. It is true. And um, I gave this the award for the most satisfying ending. I think it deserves it. Yeah. It was a good, it was very satisfying ending. I really liked it. Very good episode. Lots of fun. All right, and then your next is the finale, Anasazi. Great episode. The um, X-Files fandom synopsis is a computer hacker discovers evidence against the syndicate that is so damning that its revelation to the public would be nothing short of catastrophic. 
leading Mulder into a race against sinister agents to learn the truth. Ooh. This is the episode I realized, oh, that's why I can't super get into the whole mythology arc, because they're acting like hiding aliens would be the worst thing the government could do. Right. When they've admitted that the government's done just way worse things. So in this episode, we get an inkling that the people, or the alien-like creatures in the boxcar are probably people. Yeah. Do you think there are aliens anywhere? I think there has to be in order for them to be injected with alien DNA. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. So the purity control from season one, the little... What a what a name. Especially how much they love to talk about Nazis. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. I'm so curious about everybody's views <laughs> from this whole cast and crew scenario. Are they pro the ecosystem and like see why eco-terrorists are doing what they're doing? Or are they anti? Unclear. Yeah, Scully seems to hate anybody with left-leaning views. Are they uh, pro-humanity or are they pro-purity control? (laughs) Well, that was an alien, so it's okay. It's named purity control, which is atrocious. (laughs) I'm just very curious. Okay, well. All right, that's it for Anasazi. What is your last one? My favorite is Red Museum. Is that your, like, number one fave? It actually is. Okay, that's good. And so I did it out of order on accident, but it actually worked out because it is my number one, number one. Okay, so the IMDb is a vegan religious cult is accused of kidnapping local teenagers for some type of ritual. Mulder and Scully begin to suspect that a different kind of conspiracy is at play when Scully sees Deep Throat's killer in town. Buzzcut man? Is that what they call him? Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, since this is my favorite, I will give you a uh, a negative (laughs) or a middling review. Critical Myths John Keegan gave the episode 5 out of 10, criticizing the complexity of the plot. He wrote that, quote, fairly quickly, the X-Files gained a reputation for episodes that were so convoluted and confusing that few people could make sense of them. This episode stands as one of the shining examples of that trend, and it's only appropriate that the episode was written by Chris Carter. Hard disagree. So here's why I added this to the recap, because I do think that there's a lot of convoluted plots so far. Yeah. But the way that this one just takes a hard left turn is fantastic. It's I, jarring. Yes. But it's enjoyable. It's yes. entertaining. I agree. There's a lot of stuff in here, um, like the guy that's in the wall that I com- could completely forget and yeah. often do. So he's not why I like this. Why I like this is that what is what is more punk rock than going into cattle country, buying a beef <laughs> farm and plant and then just being like there are pets now yeah that's so rock and roll (laughs) i love it it seemed to be like oh it takes a lot of balls to do that in cattle country or whatever the hell he said i know was it the sheriff that said that yeah and by the way it's not the cult doing all of this stuff to the local teens so it's like of all of the cults super into this one Mm-hmm. I think about joining this cult a lot, but it's also in Wisconsin, which is too far away. Yes. And by too far away, I mean it's in cold country. 
cold country. We have cattle farms here, so I'm thinking about doing my own version of it here. Yeah, I don't think it'll have the same punch as if you go to beef, it's what's for dinner. Country. Territory. Hmm. Well, we can see. I can start small and expand. <laughs> okay, you put a cow out on the balcony. <laughs> One of the highlights of this was that there was the guy who was really good at typing. Do you remember him? I, I have this vague memory. Um, what's his face from Alien? Was was he talking or was he typing? He was typing while she was talking and he had his eyes closed. Okay. His eyes closed. So and I knew there, like somebody had their prophet speaking through them, but through the computer... I guess he was typing with his eyes closed and she was reading it. Maybe that's how it was. But it was impressive. Look, I have to type a lot every day. And so watching somebody do it without looking at their keyboard even a little bit. You type so fast that I feel like you're just typing nonsense. Sometimes I am. Oh. <laughs> you know I'm listening. <laughs> you just go really fast. I don't have to just, like stare at my keyboard and hunt and peck or anything. But, you know, every now and then I glance down. Especially if I... If I shift my keyboard even a little bit, <laughs> bucked, man. I'm just saying, be proud. You type very, very fast. Be proud. Yeah. So proud. Be proud. I'm proud to be a fast to... typer. Because <laughs> at least I know I'm free. <laughs> Is that what you were going for? <laughs> that was the song. Okay. I am not free. This is America. Um, the other fun thing for this episode was Clay's Barbecue. It's the only episode that I can recall us ever seeing Anderson eating, and she is just chowing down hey i want those ribs i know you do but you can't have them because they have alien dna in them no the beef has alien dna ribs are pork oh does anybody ever eat beef ribs yeah beef ribs is a thing but they're not the little thing the beef ribs are big old things i know the size of cattle okay well I she have was clearly eating pork ribs i have purchased a cattle farm oh and now I'm starting a cult. To put one cow out on our balcony. That's all that would fit out there. But it would be cruel because it couldn't turn around. The squirrels would freak out. I don't know. Do you think the squirrels would freak out or do you think the squirrels would get along? Especially if I put feet out there. Put feet on the back of the cow. So the squirrels just run on the back of the cow. I would do that. All right, then. Okay. Who are your favorite ships? My favorite ships are from Colony, mm -hmm. and it was my four dads. That entire thing was hilarious. <laughs> I listened to it like a couple hours ago, and it was so funny. So definitely check it out if you don't know. What is your favorite ship? I have two, and you can decide which one you like the best. Okay. Uh, in episode one, there was the lady on Mulder's answering machine. <laughs> talking about <laughs> how he was a sex pest how he was a sex pest you pester me for a date and then you don't show up i shipped her and the cigarette smoking man oh <laughs> so that, because they both hate Mulder. yeah and they can get together and talk shit about him love it and smoke bunches of cigarettes so that was that that was one of my favorites that i did and also, you asked me who I was shipping, and I said, oh, who am I shipping? Oh, hell. And you said, you're shipping hell? And I went, yes. Hell and all of us. <laughs> okay. I remember saying that, but I couldn't remember which episode it was, because I blocked some of these episodes out for my own... Me too. ...well-being. But I listened to all of the ends of the episodes today to 
remember who I was shipping and surviving. I like it. You know what? I think they both stand. Excellent. Twinsies. Twinsies. Uh, my favorite survival was from the Red Museum. Okay. And I'm joining the cult. Joining the cult. Outstanding. Yep. I also have two favorite survives that you can choose from. Episode three, Blood. Blood. With uh, the guy who played Larry on New Heart. Larry, Daryl, and Daryl. Yep. My sur- The way I was surviving that was just act like I always do and ignore my notifications. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and in episode 11, I survived by just doing the right amount of drugs. I think doing the right amount of drugs is the answer to most situations. You know what? I agree. I wish we knew what the right amount of drugs was. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> it would be great. Let's all do the right amount of drugs. Yes. Cheers, y'all. Cheers to the right amount of drugs. The Cast Files is produced by Kristen Riley and Dave Reed. Edited by Dave Reed. You can find us on Twitter at Cast Files. You can find me on Twitter at Dave Reed. That's D-A-I-V-E-R-E-E-D. You can email us at thecastfiles. That's the with two E's at gmail.com. If you could please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and tell us that we are doing phenomenal things. Artistic, wonderful things. We are raising the bar on podcasting. We would love you forever for that. We have a tea Public store. You can go buy t-shirts and stuff there. Music by Hal Six. Logo by Atuka Art. That's O-O-K-A-A-R-T. 